From through life's waters, it's Claire. Welcome on the Integral Your Life podcast and thanks for listening. Here we explore stories, wisdom and tools for transforming resistance into resilience, quitting stress and living the life you choose. My guest today is just a regular guy who happens to have a disability called spinal muscular atrophy and indeed he cannot walk, lift anything heavier than a book or shower himself. And he's a living proof of everything is possible, which happens to be the title of his book. He co-founded and runs his company Disability Horizons, has a degree in economics and master's in marketing, has presented for the BBC. He's also a blogger and a speaker to bring awareness on disability and work changes. He drives his own adapted car. He loves adventure travels. And he has flown on plane, enjoys crying, scuba diving, flying a balloon, and he's been to the moon. Okay, not on the moon yet, <laughs> but I'm sure that by the next time he comes here, that will be done. And well, just go on it where website martintibli.com and you'll find more on him. But more recently, he began a project which is all about empowering world changers. And you can join this Amazon tribe on the Facebook group World Changers. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, did you recognize the one and only Martin Sibley? Hello, Martins. I'm so thrilled to welcome you back on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me, Claire. It's always a pleasure to be on this great podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it's a pleasure to have you. So, in our last interview, we talked about your adventure, which led to the book Everything is Possible. And we discovered a lot about your story. And guys, if you didn't listen to it, well, then it's next on your list because it explains a lot about what is your why of Martin. So go and listen to it. But today is going to be about changing the world, about caring, having a dream and acting on it. So Martin, what is a word changer for you? Because um, it sounds a bit grandiose, like if, um, if Chumi Babe can talk right now, I'm going to go change the world now. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, for me, it, it's actually a lot more humble than it sounds. Mm. I think, it's, um, as you know, when we talked last time about my work with disability, that I'm yeah. all about accessibility and, of course, inclusion. And so I think what I've learned along the way is that the, the more that I didn't put a pressure on myself to do ridiculously big actions, <laughs> but to do things every day or every week that just learn a bit more, help a bit more to other people, create a bit more. A bit like when you look into investing and finances, you have the compound interest. And I think by by just being a little bit better every day consistently, it actually builds up into something quite meaningful after all, but without all of the the pressure and and the grandiosity, as you said before. So when I talk about world changes with this project, I say that it's any professional who is working for social good. So they might be in a social enterprise or a charity, but essentially their their mission and their aim is all about trying to make the world better. But then really when I help them with my coaching and all the tools and strategies, it's getting them to see that they all can have a massive impact without being some egotistical maniac <laughs> and, you know, all of the, the grandiosity that sometimes gets lost in the media. 
yeah, kind of um, superhero complex, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> complex as well, yeah. Yeah, well, and actually, do you think, I love your, uh, your compound interest idea, actually, doing small things that add up to a, a greater view, then trying to go for the greater view, like right now, and being kind of discouraged or yeah, satisfied with what you're doing, because it's just too big for now. And do you see that this kind of grandiosity bias can restrain some people to actually become active in changing something? Like yeah. some kind of, um, I'm not big, uh, big enough, or who am I to do this kind of thinking? Definitely. I mean, I've I written a book the other day. There's an author called John Acuff. I think he pronounces his surname, A-C-U-F-F. And the book was called Finish. And it really was all about how perfectionism is the enemy. And mm. so it, it really explained well that when we try to do anything to a bigger scale, but particularly, but I, I don't think whether it's big or small is a problem in itself, but I think when we want to do it so perfectly, that definitely is when we are then paralyzed by the, the fear that it, because it can't ever be perfect. It, it just <laughs> won't ever be perfect. So, you know, there still is a place for understanding the kind of people or the cause that you want to help have an impact with and to, to look at how you with your personal skills and experiences can be a part of that cause. But yeah, I, I think absolutely that being too big an aim or particularly too perfect an aim is what stops most people from, from starting because, you know, why would you yeah. want to start something when you know you're going to fail compared <laughs> to the bar that you set too high? Yeah, I love the distinction you make about uh, perfection and this kind of small or, or big action because really it's about what we want to, uh, yeah, to put in the world. And I'm, I also think about scalability. Like I know, for example, I'm the shift I made and the decision I made to go online and to build an online course and so on was to scale my, my impact. Because on one-on-one -on -one session, I can have a big impact, but one on one person at a time. And so it's limited. Maybe I can touch 30, maybe 35 person a week, and that's, that would be a very big week. But if I go online and I can touch more people, then I maybe this change is going also faster and impacting more people. But how do you see, how do you manage these working with individuals and then you have a big big impact of course you're literally changing lives and changing oh, actually there's two questions in that one because it's also <laughs> what i realized when i was doing this shift is i want to change society as well so i want to change i want to help people having a better life and then helping them to change but then for this to happen i also need some somehow society to change and it will be so easier if society would make the smaller change so for me it's all about the stigma that are on, around mental health for example so i feel more and more the need to work on two scales um and it's not always easy to reconcile how do you do how do you work around that or you see that at all in your uh, in your world changes project yeah that, that definitely resonates i think um well, when, we, when you were talking about the, the scale and the impact on the, the mm. people that can benefit from your 
you know, your general thoughts and advice and experience and skills. Um, there's undoubtedly an element there about how we, as the, the, the person delivering all of this content, has an income to live from as well. So I think yeah. what one of the areas that can be, maybe it's a British thing, I don't know, but is about <laughs> being, feeling a bit awkward about the money stuff. <laughs> Um, and so that that's something I've had to really overcome that, you know, I my personal view and experience is valuable to someone that is looking to, to gain those types of insights. And so charging and making an income for that is not bad. And mm. so that's been something that, that had to happen. And then obviously, as you say, there, there's the two sides of that with the scalability, because it when you only can see people one to one it limits your income and it limits the amount of people you have an impact mm-hmm. so being able to scale is really a win-win because you're able to have a, a better income and also as you say um, impact more people and i think that the point about society is you know that there's almost a consequence of that that the more people like you and i and others in our space touch upon and help that in the long run has a butterfly effect and you know over time and with all the different people in that space society does change as well when I look at disability you know my condition being in a wheelchair needing quite a lot of care support every day sort of 1960s I probably would have been in a care Mm. home in the country so we can see when we look back at the the improvements actually of, of a lot of social issues but then yeah there's still a there's still a long way to go and that's why we have our missions and our causes that we, that we all care about to keep making the world better um, but I think that exact point about scaling was a massive thing for me last year was um, having had a couple of entrepreneurial successes in disability I wanted to take my knowledge to an audience beyond disability, um, but also upskill in the area of online coaching and online courses. So, yeah, it's a quite a nice, exciting looking ahead to this year at the, the plans I've got because of last year's sort of educational year. Ah, interesting. So, actually, yeah, you've been involved in shifting things from disability for a while now. So. What was the push to these projects and why opening up to a wider scope? I mean, we, we actually, I remember we discussed it in the last interview where you were sharing your daily life actually and the challenges you have and so on. And I was like, well, of course it's relevant to disabled people, but it's relevant for all of us actually because you have to, uh, to face many challenges and the way you have uh, uh, at least the gift to share it in a way that makes it relevant to everyone. Everyone can, can listen and can take something from it. So, yeah, what was the push for this project? Well, I think the, the first thing to make clear is that the disability work still carries on. In fact, we're, we're getting yes. bigger um, with, with the magazine that I co-founded called Disability Horizons. Some of these things that I'd learned more with world changes in mind we're also now applying to the disabled community that we serve. So um, that there's some exciting plans and growth going on there anyway. Um, but exactly as you just said, I think that as I was 
almost I felt like I was talking to disabled people. That was my mission, that was my cause. There were lots of people without a disability that were inspired and motivated. Yes. And <laughs> I am. <laughs> and that wasn't something I was aware of or looking for. But mm. as it gradually became clear that I can, I can have that impact in the non-disabled world, not to, to label everything. <laughs> um, that, that was already something about, you know, that my blog and my talks can, can do that. Um, but then to, to actually give it a little bit more of a structure um, and not just sort of say, oh, this is for everyone in the world. Yeah. Uh, the world changes thing just felt like that I, I was always when I was, and I think we touched upon this last time as well, but I didn't plan to work for disability because it had felt quite cliche when I was a teenager. Yeah. And so whilst I'm very at ease and comfortable with that now, but I think there's still that part where, you know, I don't have to just be in that box. So to, to go a little bit, I suppose, to a, a leadership and influencer level, having had 10 years of blogging and all the things I've done, um, if I can help someone that wants to make a difference on the environment or racism or homophobia, whatever else it might be, mm. with that social, you know, good point, then that just seemed like a natural progression as, as in my journey, really. Yeah, you're totally inspiring. So many people, and I, I'm including myself in the lot of totally. <laughs> and so what do you see world changes struggling the most? Where do you help the most? I think, I mean, uh, to, to put it in a simplistic way, there's stuff around time, lack of time, oh. energy, lack of energy, and the finance stuff does come up. Um, but I think, you know, any entrepreneur is trying to what, crack the balance of serving their audience, creating a solution, and making enough money to live off. Mm -hmm. But in, in the generally in the more general entrepreneurship, you're looking to absolutely maximize profit and all the rest of it. I think when you come into social good, you, you know that you need money and other resources to deliver your impact, but there can sometimes be a guilt complex as well around, is it okay to earn money while doing something social and also yeah. enjoy as well? And maybe other entrepreneurs have that, feeling that when they love their job it just seems strange to be earning money as well um, so yeah, I guess simplistically there's a thing around time energy and money um, but obviously that that manifests in in other ways as well the sort of needing tools and strategies that can then help them overcome those barriers yeah well actually about money and you're mentioning England, but I think it's uh, at least European thing. And I think it comes back to the history of before, like nurses, for example, the first nurses, it was volunteer work. It was not paid work. It was from the church. There were nuns. So we had to shift from this view of kind of charity to jobs, actual jobs <laughs> and you have to train for that and etc yeah. etc and actually not late than at christmas someone told me well, i was explaining what i was doing and i was like oh okay so 
in a sense, you're making profit on people's misery. <laughs> like, uh -huh. wow. Well, that's the way to see it, but <laughs> I hope it's not the way my clients see it. I mean, I know they don't, but it's it, to say that it's still, this vision is still up and running in so many people's minds. And I agree with you. I mean, I had to work on that as well. And I think, and most of the healers, whatever we need to call it, yeah. helpers, world changers, had to work on that. The, the, the fact that hey it's okay to charge money to help people even if they are <laughs> experiencing uh, big difficulties because you it's your time and your energy and so on so yeah that's a big one but what do you mean more specifically by lack of time or energy um, yeah I, mean, uh, I guess going into my personal story again is the easiest way to to show it is when i was working at a very big charity so there was still it, it was a charity for disabled people so it to some degree was within my overall mission and cause but it was monday to friday nine to five uh, in an office and my actual role was very very you know specific there wasn't much room for being so creative or mm -hmm. married which is absolutely what i love now and so there were all these things that I really wanted to do, but I didn't have the time to do that. And so again, if they're, if you're able to learn the skills and the tools and approaches of getting that balance between yeah. well, like a work life balance. Yes. Um, yes. So sometimes that is being able to leave the actual job that is sustaining you, but with a new thing that can also sustain you. But then also a couple of years into my entrepreneurial life and I was working longer hours than yeah. I was at the charity. Yeah. <laughs> and yet I still just didn't have enough time to get everything. And so that really is about getting a clarity on, on what it is that people want to change and, and having a, a compass and a map and a focus along the way because I think I guess the, the kind of world changes I work with are and again like myself are quite easily distracted so <laughs> that you're like yeah this year it's all about this specific thing and then someone else comes along and says oh would you like to work with us on this and you're like oh, this squirrel, you know like a dog chasing the squirrel so um yeah I, I guess it's a factor of different parts of the journey and different reasons but in the end it's that we know what the legacy and the impact is we want to have deep down but is trying to be able to have the time to actually do that but also i think the time for our health and relationships and yeah hey you know having a holiday again like <laughs> self-employed you feel guilty sometimes when you go on holiday because you know you're the one that if you're not working you're not earning so there's, there's definitely a few elements of guilt coming to um a lot of the world changes i work with as well yeah yeah i totally can uh, not that i do it myself but <laughs> that I can, like you said it comes with being self-entrepreneur and you're well, most of the time you when you do that you're passion driven so sometimes what you do doesn't feel like work and it's easy then to add hours and add hours to that and then realizing wait a minute <laughs> there's only work in my life where's the balance yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, I, and i think we talked a bit in the last one about personally i had to watch 
things like my health and energy and maybe a bit more because of my mm. disability but I think again that that experience I went through of burning out a couple of times really taught me that you know you, you're the golden goose <laughs> yourself because all of the great projects or products or services are not going to happen if you are not well in yourself yeah yeah i like this image of the golden goose it's a nice image to remember <laughs> it's yeah. happening you know thanks to you so if you're not there there's no eggs anymore yeah well can also help to get like, like you said, we have this big image down the road and we kind of know and not know how, how to get there. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not even really easy to, have, to know really where priorities are. Because everything, and especially if you're working as a social entrepreneur and world changer, everything is important. Everything seems urgent. Yeah. And you're like it's really difficult to resist the urge actually to oh yeah this is important i'm following that and i'm following that and so to keep your priorities in mind yeah no it's a, definitely a very important thing and again to quote someone else that i've learned from recently ajit who's very much involved in the mind valley world that you uh, and I have Nawalka. yes yeah okay and he yep. wrote the book live big mm -hmm. and one of the things he put in there that you know you do need your passion and you do need your purpose and I think a lot of social entrepreneur and world changers that bit's generally covered but you also need processes yeah. and that is with technology with people and and again it can't you know when we talk about money earlier it's not only about the money that you're paying yourself it's also the money that can enable you to deliver the impact for the cause so it yeah. could be about office space or it could be about staff and team members so yeah it's definitely not only your income and your salary money is a factor there but really another important thing is delegation um and i've learned that with disability horizons we're still in the midst of slowly but surely getting more of a, a regular revenue from sort of advertising and sponsorship but we also have used a lot of volunteers and interns mm. and so that's a an alternative to the money side is if it's a really true social cause people will rally around it and give their time for free yeah. but it's knowing how to harness that as well but yeah once you've got the right processes um, then it's easier to reach that end goal that you are flexible to some degree with, but broadly mm -hmm. you know where you're aiming, you know. Um, and I think that that's been a really important lesson for me the last year. Yeah, it actually reminds me of um, a discussion I had with a friend who is a social entrepreneur and who he chose to have an NGO instead of a regular um, company. And we were talking about this choice and I felt almost guilty to, to want to and to have a regular company, like for profit company. Um, Sounds dirty, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so all of a sudden it's like, hmm, for profit. But <laughs> I actually realized he's, for, on my point of view, he's kind of losing a lot of time to go around his lack of money in his company so he's losing or he's spending a lot of time to do some kind of paperwork 
to get some money from the government or from Europe or from whatever. And because his company is set for non-profit, he has to do that. So in the end, I felt like, no, I want to be free to do things how I see they should be done. And it's often a big thing. I mean, I'm sure it's the same in, with disability, but when it comes to mental health, why am I doing what I'm doing now? Is there is a lack in the ways governments are handling mental health. There is a big, big lack. So if I'm going to have an NGO, actually, there's, again, I'm asking two questions in one. I'm the queen for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but again, if I'm having an NGO, first, I have to actually spend a lot of time to get a little bit of money. So I'd rather have a regular company, make some money, and then have, have it for whatever I want to do. And maybe, I mean, one of my targets in the long run is actually having an NGO funded by my company to go and, and, some, and do some suicide preventions in school. And this I will be able to do for non-profit because I'm making profit on another end. That's another story. Um, but then also you have money to act, then you can do what you think is best. And I'm not saying I am the best and I know what's <laughs> best for everyone. But oftentimes, like, and I see that with this friend, he's struggling with the politics then of the city and to have a place. And it's not only about what's best for people, it's also what's best for the next elections and so on. So it's not actually really free for of what he's doing. So mm -hmm. in the end, um, money can be a very big help, actually, to do what we want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my advice is to people when they ask me, unless there's a very specific benefit of the charity or the NGO route, I say don't do it because mm. if you actually think that, that the charities exist for the the group they serve, for the members, but what we sometimes forget is that a business, whether it is selling widgets or you know goods and services, or now more and more, we are selling knowledge. I mean, it's mm -hmm. become a knowledge economy, yeah. and there's such a need for knowledge that helps people and makes the world better. But actually, I, I don't see a massive difference in the end than, than the older types of industries when it was more products and, and services. Um, so you are exactly saying to your group of customers, what do you need? What yeah. are your difficulties? How can we solve it? And once you've worked out how to solve it, you have to make it sustainable and you know, obviously when I suppose that the difficulty with the profit is if you've got like a load of shareholders and that yeah. type of business, then there's a bit of a conflict in the social cause with the maximizing of profit. Mm -mm. But when it's a, a small or medium enterprise and it is run by individuals that have that sort of lived experience and passion, um, I don't think it matters much either way apart from the bureaucracy and the politics <laughs> a lot of NGOs do face and I mean I, and I saw that out there I, I loved working for the charity in London they're a fantastic charity they've got at the moment the history that they bring in a lot of money through fundraising um, but if I was to start running my projects on grants two three years away it might all stop again yeah. if I can't get 
the grant so yeah it's it, it, so many reasons i felt that the what i would say is a social enterprise um is is the way to go i think yeah i totally uh, agree with you on that so what would you be the number one advice to work changes and i know it's an impossible question but <laughs> yeah I mean, it, there's obviously a few layers running through my head <laughs> I, I think a lot of the things i'd learned through being involved with mind valley about being more centered and calmer and mm. having time for meditation or journaling and yeah and, and i think some people get a bit worried that they have to meditate for five hours and absolutely <laughs> at <silence>. least <laughs> but you know it, it can be going for a walk or going swimming yes. to, to block out the noise and particularly the noise that is always vying for your attention but for not necessarily the things you know you should be working on is very important um, and I think if if people can find that that time and make that effort then the other things like having clarity making impact mm. having freedom both in work and out of work that they will come more consequentially but I think it does start with being that sort of calmer and centered really yeah i i love that it comes back to the uh, being the uh, golden goose right? <laughs> taking care of yourself and then the rest can can be taken care of yeah so i know you have a course coming up soon do you want to share a bit of what is yeah, going to so happen there i mean already i can say that the facebook group is really active and i love i always want to participate more it's just not the right moment for me now but i love seeing what's happening in there and the enthusiasms and the inspiration that goes there so i'm, I'm positive the course will be a great step forward as well yeah well i suppose that the journey to the course was that i had this idea that I'm, i've always said that i'm a world changer on my <laughs> email signature and on my blogs with the disability work and so it made sense to kind of use that as a as a brand if you like for this social good uh, project and then having been in quite a few courses last year where i was learning how to do online courses and how to you know um market them and all that sort of things i needed to learn i started to see the ways that those teachers and coaches use tools so i knew that if i could get world changers from my blog and my social media who i knew were already following me i knew there were going to be plenty of world changers mm -hmm. in my you know ecosystem shall we say um but it, it would be great to get them into a closed facebook group where i would get the chance to gather my thoughts on what i felt was helpful but also for them to tell me actually that was rubbish or not <laughs> or that it was good um, yeah. and I thought if I got five or ten people I can sort of dip my toe in and just you know it was almost a bit of a hobby and let's see what happens and it really quickly got over a hundred people um, and as you say there, there's you know there are people that are, are just maybe join the group but they've got other things going on I think there's a lot that observe and they pick up little bits but they're not as you know engaged mm -hmm. and then there's probably 10 or 20 that are quite 
and sort of you know chiming in with different updates as well um so the next thing was well i'd love to do my own course i've never really done a, a course that i've then you know put on teachable and all that sort of stuff so i for the last three months i've been sketching out the the needs and solutions and gradually put them into modules um and i, I think mostly i needed the time to just you know calmly like I said, being centered, etc. Yeah, um, arrive at the right outcome. But there's definitely been a bit of that resistance of, oh my god, you know, we talked earlier about perfectionism. Yeah, <laughs> oh, is it good? And will people like it? But um, the last sort of week or two, I'm really, really happy with the modules and the exercises and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, literally later today that we're interviewing. Um, I'm going to push the button and to the Facebook group. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a six-week course and it will give people who want to change the world the, the tools and the strategies anyway. Yo, that's great. That's good news. <laughs> and, yeah, again, seeing from what's happening in the Facebook group, then I'm curious to see the course for sure. Yeah. So, and, and the, and the yeah. plan is that the, the first intake... I will teach it every week live to those people, mm. but then I will record that, and then yeah. that will go up for the late for the later students. It will then be the recording. But yeah, so the the people that have been in the group and very engaged are going to get the chance to have that sort of closer contact with me. Um, but then yeah, it will sort of go out more with the recording. But then there'll be another Facebook group for the students to interact with as well. So. sounds all good exciting <laughs> yeah 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 definitely so now guys if you're used to listen to the show you know that my last question usually is what makes you feel alive now martin has been here before so he answered that question in the last episode so go listen to it because it's a great answer <laughs> so there's a little bit of suspense here but i'm gonna have to go back and remember <laughs> Actually, honestly, if I remember well, the whole episode was kind of an answer to that. It was yeah. great. I, I really love this episode. Um, <laughs> so there won't be this usual question, last question. But do you have anything more that we forgot and you would really like our listeners to hear right now? No, I, I guess it's just to reaffirm my message that, you know, all of the things I now do or that I love doing and I'm passionate about and I hope, I think it does come through. Um, and I guess, you know, if, if anyone listens that has a disability, then, you know, we're always happy to, to have a chat and to follow Disability Horizons about those specific mm. barriers and difficulties. Um, obviously, with people that are doing social good, feel free to get involved with the world changes because I've got, I've got a good feeling about this one, actually. I think it's going to really be a way of making a much bigger impact by being able to empower leaders like sort of a real yeah. bigger ripple effect is, is great yeah. um, but obviously anyone just that enjoys following my travels and my work I'm, I'm glad that it has that effect too because that, that's why I put so much online for that reason yeah actually I really really love I mean that that's also one reason you're here <laughs> I, I really love this last uh, project you, you took on and I really feel Seeing what's been happening in the Facebook group for just the first day to there's really a kind of um, 
um, evolution is going on. And uh, oh, I'm struggling to find the right word, but um, momentum, that's it. Momentum uh, going on and starting. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, expecting that it will go on and uh, even more with the, with the course. So yeah, that's really exciting. Exciting yeah. news. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to catching up with you in person in the summer, Claire. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, so wow, I really enjoyed these conversations. Um, I'm sure my listeners, you guys, got a lot of insight from it. We're going to wrap it for today, uh, but make sure you check Martin Sibley's work. The links, well, you know, as usual, they will be on my website and the show notes, but you can find him on his website, martinsibley.com, M-A-R-T-Y-N-S-I-B-L-E. EY.com. There's a lot of Y in this name. <laughs> I always get confused. Uh, DisabilityHorizons.com. And of course, the Facebook World Changes Group. Really easy to find. And that's the end of the episode. So thank you, Martin, for being well, for putting this uh, out in the world because I really believe in what you do. And it's really a it's always a great pleasure to, to meet the, the kind of simple and great energy you put in that and the enthusiasm and your generosity in sharing your knowledge and, and tools. So thank you very much for that and for being with us today. Thank you, Claire. And thanks for everyone for listening. If you like what you hear, check the website integralialife.com for the show notes. Leave a comment. I love reading your feedbacks. Subscribe to the podcast and rate it on iTunes so you will help more people to get access to this information. Until next time, until then, keep sparking life and going from a live-ish to a live. Bye-bye. A bientôt.